This conversation was recorded on October 15, 2016. I have notes prepared for this show. Do you have show notes? Show notes? How can I? I don't know what it's about. You should know what this one's about. I don't. Oh, so you're showing your This age. whole show is predicated on the fact that you come in and surprise me. Mm. Do you remember how we ended last week's show? Yeah, right on time. It was a short show. <laughs> right on time. But how did we end it? How, was it? how did it end? We ended it with, well, that's it. <laughs> no, last week's show, we went, uh, last week's mm. show, we went kind of. Mm. Where'd we go? We went kind of hard on, um, let me remember. Old age has snatched it from you. My fa- I t- I've told you that my fetcher. That's your word fetcher. Down. This is your, like, history fetcher. This is, like, actual. Well, uh, you know, the fetcher has its manifold. Oh, same fetcher, multiple purposes. Fetcher is a complicated, wide-ranging. Failing device. Device. It's getting slow. Yeah, well, my fetcher has slowed down. I'll give you some help here. We were sitting right here. Where we're sitting now. We, well, that's, we always do that. It was a no Thursday. Well, yeah, that's no help. Three Between three and four. Still no help. Uh, we went right on time. Got kind of a late start. I had somewhere to be. Right? No. We were good last week. We had uh, noise interruptions at one point. Yes. Okay, it's coming back. Open-ending question. Prophecy conference. Minor prophets. Oh, yeah, you wanted to know about it. Did you read the book? I read the book. I, d- I talked for a while about Haggai. Yeah, Haggai, as I and call him. you were supposed to come by. And by the way, you can pronounce it the way you want because nobody really knows. I like Haggai because it sounds like I'm beckoning. Like, Haggai? Haggai. Haggai? Mm, more fun. Hey, guy. Yeah, exactly. So I've read it. Now, you. here's how we you close out the show. Both chapters or just one chapter? I read them both. Wow, I, all at once? I took notes. Okay. I'm ready. You said you were going to ask me questions. I thought you'd have like a laundry list. Oh, we're going to drill down on you. Yeah, see, that's how we close it out is I was going to read Haggai or Haggai. Or that's right. Haggai. Listen, I, got, you were enough, ask me I got enough Haggai okay. to drill down on now you. Now you're ready. I have enough Haggai to drill down on you. See, what you've done is you've outsourced your memory. You just let me hold on to it for you. Yeah, maybe you were just a remote, maybe you were just a disk drive. Yeah. Your fetcher had to come all the way over to uh, to my brain. Some kind of uh, off-site storage. So, Haggai, two chapters. Two chapters, but Minor profit, we talked about it last week. So-called minor. Yes. The Bible doesn't call them minor. Well, certain uh, Bibles do in the con- in the table of contents you might find. Yes, but the Bible doesn't have a table of contents. Well, did you go ahead and read Obadiah while you were at it? No, no, no. I never overachieve. I always do exactly as I'm told. I did read Haggai a couple of times. So is that overachieving? No. No. Pro- just- well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how well I understood it. I mean, we'll see what questions you have because I'm ready to field them. Did you read Nahum? No man, I just told I just I just read You hey guy. Read Nahum. That was that would have been three chapters. Well let's let's see how this goes and maybe we'll uh expand on this because I'm having fun. I asked you to to pique my interest or wet well, my Well well of did. course, you know, I gave you tons of stuff to think about and look at. Yeah. 
Well, did you place it in the proper time? Well, the timing's pretty easy to place because it gives dates. Well, you have to pick the right Darius. Cyrus. You have to pick the right maintainer of it. Right, because Darius, li- a label. Yes. I believe you gave that one to me last week, though. You said it was Cyrus, and I believed you. Well, he's in there, but uh, not entirely. Well, it's the second year, year two, month six of Darius. The king in the sixth month, first day. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one thing I noticed, we have a, a couple of chapters. There's kind of busts out into four sections, but a very small time span here. It all happens in the second year of Darius, uh, between the sixth month and the ninth month. Yes, it happens. Well, nothing really happens much here. Well, the prophecy comes, and then they react, and then there's another prophecy, and then they react. Right. So I did a little bit of looking of who Zerubbabel was, who Joshua was. Joshua the high priest. Right. Mm -hmm. It gives a little bit saying there, even in verse uh, verse 2. 12. Oh, my. My Bible study app crashed because that's the day that we live in when our Bibles crash. Um, yeah, I might have to change apps. That thing crashes so badly. <laughs> it really is pathetic. Yeah. Uh, well, even in verse 2 of chapter 2, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest. I think it probably also says that in chapter 1. Yeah, it does. So we have some context of who these guys are. And you, f- you can find Zerubbabel in the book of Ezra. These were kind of the leaders of the efforts is what I took out of it. Yep. So I'll just wait for you to uh, pull out your list of questions, and we'll see how well I comprehend it. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. What do you, uh, what do you think about uh, the fact that um, Cyrus, who, by the way, is not this Darius. Is not? No. Who? This is the next Darius. But Cyrus had given the command, mm-hmm. and they hadn't. But doesn't don't they go do it in the book of Ezra? Well, it takes a lot of time. It takes this. Did they go right and do it? Is that what you're saying? From well, obviously, having from read this, this book, they didn't go right and do it. If you read this book, what do you find out? Well, it's a couple years into Darius. The next Darius. Yeah, I mean, the first thing you find out is they haven't done it. What's up with that? They're selfish. Didn't they go? They went somewhere. Well, what? what what was the command that the Lord that that Cyrus said the Lord gave him? Didn't he attribute it to the Lord? Well, oh, you didn't go back has, and look at the command. Thou has said. Let's read that. Was that you're all ready to go? And I just start out with like just some basic introduction. I'm ready to go with uh, with the book of uh, Haggai. Guy. Yeah, not the book of Ezra. I don't have that. Well, how do you? How can you possibly understand this book without understanding? Well, I, I understand it in broad swaths. The book of Ezra. I know that the commandment was to go back and first they had to build a wall in the city, and then secondly the temple. Well, we're and talking Cyrus about Cyrus gave the temple commandment. Okay. And we talked what did he about, say? He said, "Go back and do it with your with your own money." Did they? Well, not right away. They went back. Yeah. And? They tarried. What do you mean they tarried? What did they do? They built these sealed houses. Yeah. Yeah, as it says in Chapter 1 here. They undertook their construction project. What was it? Well, they had to, you know, find a place to live. and You've done this. You sh- this should have great appeal to you. Yeah. You did this thing, right? I built a house. 
I hired someone to build a house. Well, probably that's what they do too. Yeah. After all, they're in a land where they haven't lived, so they got to get the local construction workers. Yeah, it reminds me of when they couldn't, uh, they didn't have any smiths back in the day. Yeah. You know how come they couldn't get the temple built? They probably were unskilled. Landscape guys. (laughs) I can believe that. They couldn't get any landscape guys, couldn't really get it underway. Move the dirt around, yeah. They're hard to hire. Yeah, they were stuck behind the landscape guys. Okay, that's just a little joke. What's so that the, helped me with the timing then. So this is a this is Darius the king after Cyrus. So they've gone back to the city. It's been a while. How long did Darius or uh, Cyrus rule? And then how long has it been? How long has it been from the the uh, command to write this beginning of Haggai? Yeah. Uh, so like me, from the command that we saw, let's actually pull that up. Yeah, let's just let's just bring up the book of Ezra and have a look at that. Although all of a sudden everything has kind of changed on me. What do you mean? Well, I was approaching this show as asking you questions. All right. And now I'm finding the onus is on me here. <laughs> uh Oh, you're right. I just asked you a question, didn't you I? You did, yeah. But okay. it's not one that's too difficult. We fall into our cadence. You know, I'm used to asking you the questions. And that's right. And I'm used you're to used to dodging them. I'm used to giving you info. See, and now I'm actually dodging by way of asking. I'm used to all. you, of me giving you information, and you just giving me a hard time. But let's just say it's a decade. It's close to a decade or maybe a couple years more, give or take, 10 years. Between the command, which happens right at the beginning, and the, of the second of year of Darius the king, who's not Cyrus, ten years. Okay, so, so all that happens in the book of Ezra, and it's so it's so discouraging. There's no building of the of the temple. There is. We're talking about from the command of right, but you're saying that all during all that time from the command, which is the beginning of the book of Ezra. Uh huh. Until the end of the book of Ezra, and then later, are you saying that this no, happened? No, 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 no. This no. happens the book inside of, Ezra of it. Overlaps uh, Haggai. Okay. Not, the the command of of uh, Cyrus is ten years in advance of the book of Haggai. Gotcha. But the book of Ezra is probably closer to thirty years long. Gotcha. That than, makes sense. Okay. Yep. So this is really an insert piece. You could stick this. You could stick it somewhere in this Ezra book. In in Ezra. Let me see. Where would I put this in Ezra? About chapter 6 of Ezra. In about chapter 6. So chapter 6, Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the rolls where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. Yes. So this is Cyrus, though, the first year of Cyrus the king. So do we Um, see this next Darius coming in during the book of Ezra? This Darius of chapter 6 of Ezra. Okay, this is... Now this is... Significantly later than chapter you know, one. Chapter one, yeah. This is not uh, no longer Cyrus. Cyrus is out. So you should have gave me more assignments. Well, I should have given you more background. I should have read I Ezra. If I did give you more background on the book of Haggai, I apologize for that. But in the general tenor of stuff, well, it's important facts. Okay, we have important facts. Let's have important facts. There it is. 
But I suppose I'm guessing that in the tenor of things, you don't have a lot about Cyrus that you're going to talk about after you read the Book of Haggai. There's just not a lot about there's nothing about Cyrus. Haggai. No, just the timing. And there's really nothing about this Darius. It gives us a time frame. Right, second year. Of this him. is all about the Jews. Right. Yeah, and what they haven't done. So that that's where let me just say that's where I'll put this book is I'll stick it in chapter six there. That's that's sort of stats piece. All right. Back in Ezra six, and that's him here. Well, the, the the prophecies covered then back when we stick it in Ezra six, two years into the next king. Yeah. Of of Persia. Yeah. And they haven't built the house. We learn here their culpability. You know, we might just reading the book of Ezra, we might say, well, they were inconvenienced, there was opposition, it took time. But when we come here and read the book of Haggai, we know what's really going on. They were sitting on. on their hands. Not really. They're busy. Doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. The, the, re, the, the reason I think, you know, I like make a super important emphasis there, uh-huh. and you would too, reading it, right? I mean, isn't, wasn't that the emphasis you pulled away from? These yeah, guys twice. Are not- so first they're not doing it, and then the next time they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Why? Why, why are, are they-, they not doing it, and why would they do it wrong? Well, well they're not doing it because they're about their own things. Yeah. And they're doing it wrong is because they're lazy and— Sloth. Yeah. Opposed to laziness, it would be slothfulness, right? In terms of why is that different? Well, laziness is lack of physical effort. Okay. Slothfulness is lack of mental effort. So they're going about the work, but they're just mentally not there. You think they're going about their houses all wrong? Oh, their houses are probably great. Yeah. So why? Of course, the the book of Haggai is no no use, don't you think? Do you think it's any use if you don't ask the questions why? Well, you have to. Otherwise, it's just a historical account of something said. So why? What's going on here? What's going on with the Israelites? Yeah. Okay. Why does God even send a prophet? Because they're not doing the work. They're not. They're when, not does God, when, when does God send prophets? Uh, when when you're in trouble. Yeah. When they when, when he God's displeased. When he can't talk to you directly, or won't. Yeah, he's got to send a messenger to you. Mm-hmm. But you're theoretically, saying, does this message necessary? In theory, it should not have been, but not even it, necessary, right? I mean, what information is Haggai offering to whom? Israelites. It's a. It's more of like an exhortation. It's like, hey, all this bad stuff's happening to you because you're not following the Lord. You're just doing your own thing. Knock it off. Typical prophet, right? <laughs> pretty typical. Yeah, pretty di- typical. And of course, they pay attention to him. They do. But then they do again. They they don't pay enough attention to him at first to do it right at second. They need a second exhortation. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like a father and his and his kids, you know. Yeah. It's like. I got to come back here and because what what I found interesting was the timing. And so the the first prophecy comes uh year 2 month 6 day 1, all right? So there's our start is day 1 of the 6 month. Yeah. And he you, says you're you not building. Okay, they're 2 years late if you didn't know about Cyrus, but they're tw- 10 years late. Right. And he says to him you're not building the house. You're building your own houses basically. Or you've built your own houses. And then on day 24 it says of the same month that's when they obeyed, and the Lord said he was with them, generalizing. So that's like a few weeks later, you know, so probably. After um, a decade. Yeah, but the message landed, and they talked about it, and they thought about it, or whatever. And remember remember how Cyrus told them to go about this the way the Lord wanted it, right? 
What were they supposed to do? No, see, I don't know. They were supposed to take their own money. Okay, we've covered that. And? That's where I know. Also borrow money from those that aren't going. Okay. So they go with all their provision, and what do they do? Squandered on their houses. They spend it on themselves. Right. This might be what what your child would do if you like hand him a ten dollar bill and said, "I want you to you know give him ten ones," and you tell him, "I want you to hold this for a while. I'm gonna come visit you later and see you know see about this money." Yeah. And when you come back, he has like fifteen candy bars and no money. No, there's a dollar thirty left. <laughs> <laughs> you know they can't spend that last dollar. Right. So they got their last dollar and some change. Yeah. You know, and they got red candy all over their mouth, and they got some goofy little toys laying around. Yeah. They spent the money on themselves. Don't you suppose the way they were sent off was a noble cause amongst the Israelites? Oh, yeah. Sure wish I could go. Here's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it's not like some of them were working on the house and others had built their own houses, right? No, he doesn't. He doesn't call out names here. It's, it seems like it's pretty global. It's a global thing. Yeah. You know what this is exactly like? This is exactly like. You want me to tell you what this is exactly like in modern parlance? Sure. The mission field. Mm. Now you visited the largest mission field on Earth. I took you there, right? The Masai Mara. Well, Kenya. near Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. Okay. The largest mission. The largest mission station is up in uh, in the Rift Valley there. At, uh, the uh, boy, now my fetcher's really not working. Mm, well, let's let's be honest. It's been it's been pretty suboptimal all day, all afternoon. Well, I'll say. so far, I mean, since let's just say just since three thirty, since we hit record. Yeah, since yeah. you started. Uh, <laughs> what is that about me? But where the Rift Valley Academy? I can't think of the name and location. I'm just, I'm just. That's all right. Fetcher, but where the Rift Valley Academy is, in the hospital, those are that's the largest mission station in America. I mean, in the world, not in America. It's in Kenya. And when you go meet missionaries that are sent to, right? How are missionaries sent to the field today? Churches send them out there. Fund them. Yeah. Give money. Go, go and do the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you go out there, overwhelmingly, not in every single case, but overwhelmingly, you know what you find? Guys building houses. Guys building their own residences, mm. setting up their own. We're getting ready to work. Now, let me just say that getting ready to work and working are two different things. Because the other thing you find out in the mission field is not only are they doing that, but after they've done all that, they're not ready for mission work anyway because they don't have the scriptures. Mm. You know, I know one particular mission organization, they're very, they were very thorough at training guys how to, you know, take a container and live out of it and build your, you know, using mm, remote techniques, uh, building interesting structures, and they would, that's what they went out and did. They went out, dropped their, dropped their container down in mm-hmm. a remote spot and lived out of it. And went to work building out of that. And like a decade later, you're going, you're still building your residence. Mm-hmm. This is so applicable to the work of the Lord today 
once you understand what the word of the Lord is, that it leaps off the page at you. Maybe this is why, you know, nobody's writing any commentaries about it. Mm. The work that they are doing on their own affairs also is not there, – there's no blessing in it. There's no, they're not yeah, flourishing. But it's just like the work they should be doing on the house of God, isn't it? Building. Yeah, right. But there's it, – it's interesting because you see the result of their efforts is, is subpar, right? Like it says, you sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe, but there's none warm. He that earns wages puts it into a bag with holes. And they're just to- – I mean they're working on they're their They're not things. living a life of blessing at all. No. In fact, the way that that's put in verse 6, what you're reading in chapter 1, verse 6. Yes. It's like there's no profit. Right. Which and is why you, probably why it's been so long. Now, w- now what is what is profit? It's when you know the future. No. Profit is – uh, the leftover of uh, the the produce, the the gain. It's the gain. Yeah. In all labor, there's profit. Yeah. They're not working. Not not the work of God. Right. They're not doing the work. They're, they're build, not they're doing the work. In vain. They're sent to do. They're commissioned to do the work. They're funded to do the work. They're commended to do the work. Right. There's only one reason to go. Some went, some stayed. Not everybody could go. That's the way it always is, right? Mm-hmm. You remember with David? Some went, some went to battle, some stayed. They were all rewarded equally. Right. Remember David's principle there he laid down? Yep. Well, they went out and fought. When David didn't fight, man, he had his trouble. That was the work of God for David was to fight, right? The work of God was specified by Cyrus. The Lord told me, you guys go and build a house. They're going to have enough trouble when they go build the house. When they actually go to build, they're going to have, you know, sand ballot to buy and all that trouble that we read about in the latter portions of the book of Ezra. And we see, you know, surrounding it, the trouble that they had in the book of Nehemiah. But right now, what are these guys doing? They're building their own thing. Do you know this characterizes the work of the Lord for centuries, hmm. millennia? We recently talked about discipline from God. Yeah. And we talked about, like, how can you judge it? How can you see it? Do yeah. we have, like, you know, circumstantial? That guy's saying, why don't you pay attention to verse 6? I want you to look at these things. These are the says, kind cons- of things our minds are on. Consider your ways, he says. And then he gives these examples of what they're doing and what's not happening. Yeah, no blessing. So if there's no profit in your labors, is that like early indicator that you should be? There's no profit in this labor, and in all labor there's profit. What is happening here? What's yeah. happening to the profit? Bag of holes, what he says? Mm-hmm. Slipping through the holes. Yeah. I was hoping you'd give me back some numerics, Bible numerics, when I asked you what was profit. Oh. Because I know I've taught you this. Yeah, like the four plus one is five, mm-hmm. number of grace. Number of grace. Four, the number of the natural, natural. order. And there's your profit. And See, so that the, extra one. Right. That's your profit. That's the visitation of grace. You say blessing. We could say that's the visitation of grace on your labors, right? Yeah. When that's not there, something's wrong. Maybe 
Yeah. Either God's not in it or someone's stealing You're it. You're outside or... God's will here. They're outside God's will. They, they put all their emphasis on their own places. God, you know, you can do that. You can do that as a Christian, right? Oh, sure. I mean, God blesses you, and you can just like, wow, I'm just going to enjoy this. But what's more important than being blessed? What, what did God command Abraham? Uh, Not to be blessed, but he did bless Abraham, but he told Abraham what? Be a blessing. Yeah. God blesses you so you can be a blessing. By the way, it's much more fun. Right. It's a lot more fun to be a blessing than to get blessed. I mean, you get blessed. Okay, we say that, you know, this is material, and in the New Testament we should look at, you know, spiritual things, but not entirely because it's not as if material things are not spiritual things. Uh-huh. These guys borrowed and took their own money, and they went to the land of Israel, and instead of building the house of God, right? And what's the house of God supposed to be? Then or now? Both. The, well, I would say, generally speaking, the place where mankind can commune with the Lord. It's a place of blessing, right? Just for these people? The Lord Jesus was angry with Israel when he came personally, and he said, my father's house is a house of prayer for all the nations. He made an emphasis, and you have made it a den of thieves, mm-hmm. robbing the nations. His anger was because they had turned everything exactly around. They were supposed to be beneficiaries to the nations. That's why God selected Israel out. That's why he called them out, to be a blessing, just like Abraham, to be a blessing to those around you. So I'll bless you because you can't be a blessing unless God blesses you and enables you thereby to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. But these people... They just want to be blessed. And they take what was a blessing, their own prosperity, and the gifts of others, and what do they do with it? They squander it, and they're losing it. Right. They've squandered it. Now, he, he kind of goes from the, the, the general to the specific, right? I mean, he tells you, look, like you're squandering this. How do they respond? They get together, and they, they all uh, obey him. They start, they start building it. Yeah, look at verse look at verse nine. That's probably worse than verse six. Oh, sorry, I'm in chapter two. You looked for much and lo it came to little, and when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, says Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste, and you run every man to his own house. Now that's a big problem. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, how does that speak to you contemporarily? That's my here's my question. Now I get to question you. Right? Yeah. How does that speak to you contemporarily? You've been a Christian now for twelve years. Is that right? Yeah, sure. Twelve years, really? Man, they went fast. How long have you been married? Nine? Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Is it going as fast for you as it is for me? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how it's going for you, but it's moving pretty fast. You're a full-grown man. <laughs> you got saved as an older kid or a really young man. Yeah. Now you're a full-grown grown man, right? Yeah. So you're in a position to make pretty good observations. You've... Mingle with numbers of numerous Christians. You've traveled around a little bit. You've you've been in the faith. You've been teaching for some years now, uh-huh. right? Yes. And you're able to assess at, in your own experiences, which is all you get, right? Except for teaching, which you, know, you get other people's experience thereby. But 
what is your assessment of the way Christians are? That you're a guy that mingles and talks, right? You're not shy to engage believers when you meet them, right? And so, do you assess how it is? Some, I would say, we're very much about our own things. I would say that it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, it talks about the days of Lot. Not not necessarily all of the evil, although that's there as well, but just the you know, they married, they gave in marriage, they were, you know, they bought, they sold, they traded, and, you know, it's hard to pick us out of the crowd. More like Lot than Abraham? Yeah. Definitely, right? Mm, definitely. Getting along, making their way in the world, isn't yeah. it? We even say those language, that language, right? Right. And it's like the fallback. I mean, I, I slip into that. You have to, like, actively fight against it. I'm sure there are probably people in Israel here at this time that are going, like, have you heard anybody talk about when are we going to start this <laughs> house of God? You know, we get. Yeah. Well, we'll start it next week. Don't you suppose they're talking about it a little bit? Probably less and less. Yeah. The the more and more they're building the house, the less and less the they're talking about the house of God. The way it gets. Yeah. Probably gets kind of quiet. Maybe one old guy stands up in the synagogue and goes, uh, well, uh, I remember the temple and its glory days. Uh, yeah. Have we appointed any project managers? There's probably a backstory, don't you suppose there's a backstory? Oh, sure. I think one of the backstories would be maybe like this. Well, once we get all settled in, then we'll really get going. That's probably one yeah. backstory. Like once my kids are grown and out of the house. And can I'll, help me a little bit. Then I'll really get, then I'll dedicate the rest of my life to the Lord. Something like that. Uh, that 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 that's one backstory. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that happens? Uh, I think that you just keep telling yourself until you're dead. You know, old people, right? Old believers. Some. Do you see any old believers that you know they spent their whole lives doing you know not the work of the Lord, and then late in life they just like start doing the work of the Lord? Hmm. Can't say I've known people long enough to say, but. I think that would probably be an exception, not the standard. Well, let me give you my experience, okay. which is long enough, right? They don't even think about the work of the Lord anymore. They thought, of, they thought about it when they were young and said, well, we'll get around to it. But if you don't do the work when you're young, you'll never do it when you're old. Let's talk about chapter 2 a little bit because now they actually get to go in. Yeah, okay. Now, so they're, they're, they're exhorted, right? They're exhorted. This and is like, last, several months later, though. It's just a month later. Uh a month oh, later. Oh, yeah, it's a month later. Okay, yeah, it's like three weeks later. Actually. Yeah, almost a month. And just to read a little bit, verse 12 of chapter 1, hopping in the middle, all the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord God had sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. So they got going. Then uh, they begin building the house, but then we have the second exhortation or reprimand in chapter 2, which, like we said, is about three weeks later. Saying, speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, Joshua, the high priest, saying, who is left among you that, is, that saw this house in her first glory, and how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? So Fair there's enough. the there's the condemnation right there, and he's now telling them to be strong and to actually work hard and reminds them of the covenant as he saved them out of Egypt. Right. And it almost seems like it gets into some future stuff at a certain point near the end of this, which is another question I have for you. But here he's now saying what they're actually building 
is a shambles in comparison to the previous. Yeah. It's downscaled. Yeah. And so, sloth. Sloth. Is that how you characterize this? Well, I mean, I may I maybe read into this a little much, but the money's gone. They spent it on themselves. Mm. So I think that's one reason why that, you know, but this is an encouraging statement he's making here where he says, you know, this looks like nothing but the glory of this house in the future is going to be much more glorious. Yeah, than he's telling them to be strong and he's telling them that I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Telling them to work. And he says, I'll shake all nations. There's a prophecy here. That's what I say. It seems like it gets into something that hasn't even been fulfilled. Today. Right. Let's go in straight millennial here. Yeah. That's what I thought. But I Yeah. To... This is millennial prophecy in verses 6, 7. And, he well, says, I will, six sh- and seven. Yeah, I'll shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory. Right. And so a second word here from Haggai, and to their credit, they received this one too. Yes. Which is better than Israel does a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're actually heeding. A lot the of times they here. would just kill Haggai and be done with it. Right, right, right. So, okay, in the big scheme of things, we could say this is very positive from Israel. It is. Right? Yeah. So yeah. the success story. Yeah. So, and, and that, by the way, that I mean, that's the whole story. Yeah. There's no more criticism of of these guys. Uh, they're they're being told of the you know future glory of Israel, which is repeated in in more detail at the at the very end of the chapter. Right, too. right. But I mean, this is just a piece of a big picture. So Haggai comes in here, the book of Haggai, and the prophet the prophet himself mm-hmm. comes in here to show us this condition of you know how the work actually proceeded. We don't we don't really see this in Ezra. This is the way the work actually proceeded is it stopped. And everybody squandered the resources they were given on their own thing. And that was their entire tendency and that was their entire practice until the Lord brings the prophet in to stir them up again. Remember, these are these are not, well, you know, one reason I think we could talk about a favorable reception mm-hmm. is these are people who, who left their home. I mean, they've... We might say this is the point. cream of the crop when it comes to the work of the Lord, right? Because they – and they might have been – I suspect they might have been fearful. When I go to the mission field and see guys, you know, like – I am I go, well, why don't we just – what do we – you know, let's just reach these people. Look, they're all around us. They're walking around staring at you guys building your place. I just stop and we'll talk to them about Jesus. Well, we don't really, you know, we don't really have anywhere to put these people. What if they all show up? Mm-hmm. Well, God will provide for that. That's what He wants to do with this temple, anyway. He's talking about the desire of the nations. He, you know, He could have talked about the Savior of Israel, the Lamb of God. Could have said all, could have characterized the Messiah in all kinds of ways, but characterizes the Messiah as what? The desire of the nations. Hmm. I think these guys aren't thinking about the. The nations at all, Jared. Well, it's difficult to think about others when you're focused on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Just state the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And uh, only so much time in the day. Yeah. And, you know, when I focus on myself, (laughs) that's a lot of stuff I have to think about. Whereas if I think about others, a few things. All right. All right. Let's end with this. 
Let's tee up another one. Peak oh, wife. I was going to ask you where you think their wives are on this. It's just right there with them, probably. Unless they didn't come. Unless well, they came. All right, then they're right there with them. They might even be driving this bus. Why do you say that? Because that's what happens. Women drive the bus? Well, just all the way from the beginning, right? His Your desire will be for him, but he shall rule over you. Mm. You know, she wants to rule him. Now, it doesn't say that, so say, you know, you're reading it by me. I'm introducing a topic, which is the work of the Lord. This is how the work of the Lord goes. You you want to do the work of the Lord. You got some concepts, some ideas. People are busy with their own stuff every time, every time, mm. every time. 